0: Welcome to Gather the Gals with Lincoln and Callie, a personal development podcast where all is welcome through all walks of life. We keep it raw, real, knowing we've been rescued and redeemed. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. It's Lincoln. I have not been able to record much in a while. Um, I had my sweet little girl um, a couple weeks ago and have not been able to update y'all, but she is here and she is healthy and beautiful and we are praising God. Um, What an absolute precious gift. If y'all have been listening to our podcast for a while, y'all know that I have two boys and um now we have a little girl so our family is just so overjoyed by this sweet addition um my boys are so excited for a little sister and her daddy is absolutely smitten and she <laughs> already wrapped around his finger and um or her finger and i mean it is just we're loving every every sweet precious moment that we have with her um, she has everything and more that we have wanted and we are so grateful and so blessed that the Lord has been so good and given us this blessing in her. I mean, we're just overjoyed and cannot wait for just the memories to be made and the love and she is here and healthy and we are just so thankful. Um, I always want to say thank you to everybody who out there who has been praying Um, again, if y'all followed us for a while, um, we had to get weekly or, um, bi-weekly sonograms because they were worried that she was going to be, um, big. My, my babies have all been pretty big. My second was nine pounds and, um, they were worried she was going to be 10 to 11 pounds and, um, or 10, 10 and a half roughly. And, um, so we were getting like sonograms and everything like that. Um, and we are good. She is here and healthy. She was eight pounds and, um, we are just so thankful. We had a great, um, you know, delivery and everything was, was great. Mom, uh, is healthy, but I do need some prayers. Um, we had, I did have some complications and, um, honestly I'm going to be very open about everything because I have struggled um and I don't know if there. I know there I know there is um other women out there who have gone through this or who are going or will go through this and if you have felt like I have felt and I can be a voice to help you then that's what I want to do um I felt so alone, and so I've I've been made to feel like I was the only one. Um, So anyways, when I gave birth, kind of a backstory, when I gave birth to my first son, um, I had some trouble going going pee afterwards, so voiding pee, we're just going to say pee, I'm a nurse so voiding is like the appropriate term but I'm also a mom and so you know pee. Um, they want you to pee after you give birth they, the catheters are moved and everything like that um, because it can you can have what's called uh, postpartum urinary retention and for those of you who do not know what that is, it's where you can't pee after you give birth. Um, So, typically, they want you, like, up, walking, peeing four to six hours after you've given birth. Um, So, with my first son, I wasn't able to do that, and I knew something was wrong because they kept just telling me, oh, it's fine, just relax, Um, you know, get in the shower, um, run some cold water, they get some, like, warm, you know, the little, like, Perry squirt bottles, warm water, and you know, you can squirt it down there. Um, they try all this, all these tricks. So, um, I tried every trick in the book and it didn't work. And so I, um, they kind of were just like, okay, try again later. Um, but I knew something was wrong when I just had that urge to go to the bathroom and to pee and I couldn't. And, um, I was asking the nurse, I said, I think you need to recath me. And they kind of looked at me like, you're crazy. Like, if you're asking me to cath you, like, no one wants to be cathed. I don't know if, you know, usually, typically when you have um, a catheter placed, whenever you are giving birth, you, you know, and you have an epidural, you obviously don't feel it. So I don't know if you've ever felt a catheter being placed or not. It's not the most comfortable thing is all I'm going to say. Um I was asking to be cathed because I was in so much pain because I knew I had, you know, so much urine built up in my bladder that it was causing pain. So when I laid down in the bed to be cathed, um, my bladder was a huge like ball and they were like, no, that's that's not your bladder. That's like the leftover from your baby bump. And I'm like, no, y'all like that's my bladder. Like I'm a nurse, I know what, what this is, this is my bladder, they drained over, I think it was like 1,200 off of me, which is a lot, like that can do some damage to your bladder, like big time, um, and they were, they were like stunned, they could not believe that they just drained that much off, they felt awful, um, so then after that, um, still couldn't pee few hours later had to be cathed again. Um, and so these are just like straight caths. These are not like the, um, like the indwelling Foley catheters that stay inside of you for a long period of time. These are just like in and out caths. So you like cath, get all the urine out and pull it out, which is, you know, a lot of people don't like to do that in the nursing field because you are introducing bacteria if you're not super careful, sterile, clean, um, and it can cause UTIs. And so anyways, I ended up having to be cathed, I don't know, three or four times. Finally, I was able to pee. Thank goodness. Um, it was so scary. When I got home, I remember laying in bed thinking I couldn't pee. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to have to call one of my co-workers and we're going to have to literally cath me at home to get this pee out because otherwise you just have to go back to the ER, and they'll cath you and drain the pee off. So anyways, I was good. Everything was good. Um, Fast forward to my second son, and we talked to my doctor about this. I was terrified, did not want to have to go through that again, and um, so we did some stuff to kind of prevent it. Um, I had, like, blood pressure issues where, like, my blood pressure, I run, like, super low blood pressures regardless um, low heart rate, everything like that. And so I had some, um, blood pressure issues with him where it got extremely low. Um, like I had, like, I remember it was during COVID and so nobody was with us. Um, and so it was just me and my husband in the room. And I told him, I said, I'm about to black out. I can tell, like, I got that tunnel vision. And, um, I said, what's my blood pressure? Cause the computers are like kind of behind you, like that monitor the uh, vital signs. And it was like 80s over 50s, which is awful. And so um, I said, you know, try to get a nurse in here. And so he was trying and then I said, okay, it's, I said, I'm, I'm about to like lose it. Like I, it's low right now. And it was, y'all, I kid you not. It was like in the 50s. It was awful. And so luckily uh, an anesthesia doctor came in gave me some medicine ended up, like, throwing up, like, all this stuff, um, so I had some, like, blood pressure issues with my second son, but the whole, like, voiding thing I didn't have because we took, um, some other preventative things, and so fast forward to my third, um, the one, my baby girl that I just had, we were so worried about her weight and her size compared to, like, my body and my size that we honestly didn't even think too much about the whole peeing issue and she came so fast that I went into the hospital I think I was like a five got and then I got my epidural um I think I was like a six or so and then I went to a 10 within like 45 minutes like literally six to 10 and I I took it took one contraction to get her out so like 10 second push get a breath 10 second push get a breath 10 second push that's like one contraction how you're how you push your baby out and she was here i was completely numb they had just given me like a boost in my epidural um because they started it low because of all the blood pressure issues and so it was completely numb we got up to postpartum and they were like, all right, let's get up and let's pee. And I'm like, I cannot feel my legs still. Like, they literally gave me a boost, like, right before I had this little girl. And I she just came so fast. And I remember, like, right before she came, um, the nurse was, like, trying to flip me different areas. The baby was having some D-cells. Um, and so we were, like, flipping back and forth. And she was just like, I cannot get this figured out. And I looked at her and I said, you may want to check me. And she's like, no, 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 we just did that. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, I think you need to check me. And so she was like, I mean, if you want me to, I can. But usually we do it every two hours. And I'm like, I would check me. Like, I think that she's like ready. And so she did. And sure enough, she goes, oh my gosh, you're a 10. Like, she's coming now. Like, she's she's about to, like, her head's right here, basically. And so... Anyways, the doctor came in and, um, I love my doctor. We have, she's delivered all of my, all of my babies. Um, she's seriously incredible. And so, um, I was joking with her and it was 1159 and I said, let's have this baby by 12. And she laughed and she's like, let's try. And 1204, she was here. Like I said, like one push, uh, one contraction. And so anyways, like I said, back to postpartum. I couldn't couldn't feel my legs so the catheter was already gone um and so you know they were pumping you they pump you full of fluids because you're losing so much they were so worried about my blood pressure so I was getting extra fluids so I knew right then I was like this is not going to be good um and so after that um they let it wear off a little bit and then we tried to get up I had the urge to pee couldn't pee and I knew I was like, gosh, this is not good. And so, long story short, I had asked to be cathed because I it was just I was in so much pain, um, and they drained another liter off, so about a thousand. And um, after that, still couldn't pee. Um, asked to be cathed again. My doctor was like, why don't we just leave a catheter in overnight? So we did that. Pulled it in the morning and tried to pee still couldn't pee and so um, we waited and waited and waited and then middle of the day I asked you know I'm like we're gonna have to do a self like an in and out cath and so we did that and got um, 500 or so off I believe and um, anyways that night I was so ready to go home and so I basically asked you know what are our options if I'm not peeing everything else was met like we were good to go everything had been done we were just waiting on me to pee basically and so um my doctor I asked her I was like you know what what options do I have am I supposed to just stay the night here and they honestly I don't think they'd been faced with this because it's like everyone I talked to they made it seem like I was the only one that they had ever seen do this and like that it should have returned by now and it felt so not it just felt scary and you and you and I felt so alone because the way that not that they made me feel but because they were wonderful nurses um but they were all just trying to they were trying to get me to pee and my body I knew my body wasn't going to because I dealt with this and you know she was she was so low for so long that I knew it had done some damage on my bladder um, the way the anatomy is um, your bladder is like right there by your uterus and it's and your uterus will push on that bladder and so anyways they were trying every trick in the book nothing would help they were making me drink all this water all this cranberry juice and I just I knew with every drink I would take, I was gonna have to cath because I couldn't pee, and so it was the scariest feeling. You're so thirsty, but you don't want to drink, um, and you also need fluids to help your breast milk. And I knew that, and it was just a scary feeling. And so, um, long story short, they gave me the option. They said we can send you home with a catheter, and you can come back in two days and get it pulled and do like a voiding trial. So I chose that. So I got recapped and sent home um, with a catheter. And um, yeah, I had a a newborn um, with a catheter. And um, it was hard. It was hard to be sent home like that because you just feel so broken, I guess is a good word, you know you're breastfeeding and you know how that goes if you're engorged and your nipples hurt because the baby's trying to figure out how to latch and you know everything else hurts from having a baby so plus this catheter that I knew I had and I had to take care of and keep clean and you know so it was a lot coming home um, So two days goes by, and then we go to the doctor, and we do a voiding trial, which is they basically place sterile water into your bladder, and roughly like three to three fifty, and that will give you the urge to pee when you have roughly that much in your bladder. And so then they take the catheter out, and then they have you go try to pee, and you have to pee out a certain amount to pass. Well, I didn't. I didn't pass. And so I was given options. I could be re-cathed to keep a catheter in longer, or I could start doing self-caths, and, which is basically like an in-and-out cath where you cath every four to six hours and see how much you get out of your bladder. Um, so <laughs> if y'all's jaw didn't just drop like mine kind of did, and yeah, it was a lot. I, like I've said, I'm a nurse, and I have taught people how to self-cath themselves. Um, I used to work on, like, a rehab floor, and I've been a pediatric nurse for my, my whole career, um, almost eight years now, and I, like I said, I've had to teach girls and boys how to do this, and typically, these kiddos have had trouble, um, and they're, like, you know could could be it could be like a neuromuscular um problem and things like that so they may or may not be numb um from the waist down but um you know anyways i i had done this i have taught people how to do this i've you know i've done multiple thousands of cats in my career and so i knew what i was doing you know but to do it on yourself is a little traumatizing Um, especially after you've had a baby, nothing quite looks normal, (laughs) especially right after you have a baby. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and so anyways, um, I, you know, I chose to do that because it was the most normal thing for me to get home to my babies, to my family and start this new chapter as a family of five Um, and not have this big old catheter, this, you know, a normal catheter that has your, it's like a ball and chain you're carrying around. You have to, it collects all your pee, you have to dump it, um, and you can't really go anywhere because it's like you're holding this bucket of pee with you. It's awful. And so, um, anyways, I chose to do this, um, and so I basically leave and was not even sent home with supplies. They basically told me, yeah, you can, like, go to the uh, pharmacy and get them. And I'm like, okay, like, how, okay, yes, I'm a nurse. But, like, how do you expect somebody who's not a nurse to know anything about this whatsoever? What supplies to get? It was the most awful, defeating feeling. I felt so lost and like, like nobody cared, honestly. And I was so scared because I had to do all this by myself, knowing I'm I'm pretty much on the clock. Like my my bladder is continuously filling and I can't get it out unless I have a catheter. And I didn't have catheters at the time. I wasn't sent home with anything. And so what I did was, um, I called the the floor like the labor and delivery floor and i was like listen like this is what's going on i was discharged i don't have supplies i've looked at every pharmacy around they don't carry supplies amazon like they i think they had some but it wasn't i don't think they were like medically grade sterile like anything that you're really supposed to be using type thing um so they luckily they were like okay you know we talked to your doctor come up here we'll get you some supplies So that's what I did, um, was sent home with, um, you know, just the supplies that I needed, and, um, all, so all through the weekend, I had to self-cath every four to six hours I was doing this, um, and it was not fun by any means. Um, fast forward to the next Monday, and I made an appointment with a specialist, um, thank goodness because when I walked in there he made me feel normal again and normal is such a crazy word to even use with all of this but he I basically told him I said they've made me feel like I was the only one going through this and that it just it's an awful feeling like I feel like I'm never going to be normal again in this sense where I'm just going to pee by myself and he was so sweet and just, you know, basically said, I see this so much and you're going to be fine. Like you're going to get through this. We're going to figure this out. And so long story short, he wanted me to continue to self cath and he got us set up with, um, through our insurance, like a company who basically sent us some samples of different catheters. And, um, we were able to, pick, you know, what we wanted, the size, like all this stuff. And they were shipped to my house like overnight. And so that was a piece of mind knowing, okay, you have your supplies. So you're going to be okay. Um, you know, because I was so scared that I was going to run out of supplies and not, and I wouldn't have anything to do. Like I couldn't get the urine out and I'd have to go back to the ER. I didn't want to do that. Um, so anyway, so when all this started, in the beginning, I felt so defeated. My two boys had their tablets. They were watching a movie, and it was only 8 a.m. I just kept looking at them being like, I can't believe like I'm over here having to worry about all of this, and they're just over there on their tablets already. Um, it really plays like a lot into mom guilt, along with all the postpartum hormones and everything like that. Um, I remember them getting up at five a.m. while I was trying to cath myself, and my poor husband was trying to help me, you know, with everything. Also, Um, I was trying to soothe the crying newborn and just contain these engorged boobs. I mean, for all my women out there who have been pregnant, you know what I'm talking about those early weeks whenever you're breastfeeding and you are hurting, and it's just something you have to get through whenever your milk starts coming in. Um. I'll, I make a ton of milk. It's a blessing and a curse. um, Super thankful for that, but I've also gotten mastitis. Like I believe, gosh, it's been more than six times. Um, with like my previous with my two boys. Um, thankfully, I have not gotten it this time. Um, but I'll get into all that later. Um. But anyways, I wanted, you know, to wake up and just drink coffee, but I was terrified to drink it. I craved water, but again, I was just terrified to drink anything because, you know, I, my mind was just preoccupied with having to cath myself every four to six hours that that's all I could think about. And I would watch the clock and think how awful it was just to have to wait until the next go around and, you know, not being able to pee and having to like drain my own bladder in my own bathroom. Um, and if I couldn't do it, then I would end up back in the ER, which again, y'all know me and I'm like super, you know, money conscious and strict budget and all of that. And I'm not about to go to the ER for something like this. And so my mind just kept playing all these awful scenarios in my head. Um, you know, I wanted to spend time with my boys and my newborn, uh, little girl. And I felt like I was just being robbed of the stage and the newness like of my daughter, um, the newness of just being a family of five. And my mind was exhausted from not just having a newborn and two other kids, but just being drugged down by allowing the enemy to creep into my mind with a new challenge that I had been given, you know, but after kind of going through a few days of really just negativity and, you know, my own self, just like getting into my mind um you know i i then just begin to think like okay i've been given a challenge and it was just that a challenge and a challenge that i just you know happened to have in this season right now and it's something that i had to overcome but i didn't have to do it alone and so i just kept going back to that like i don't have to do this alone and i had the opportunity to complain about it and let it steal my joy or that i could fight back and grab hold of every ounce of good that i could find And I've always been one to say, just try to find the positive, no matter like what your circumstance may be. Um, And so I chose that. I stopped letting myself be so negative and I stopped letting myself spiral with these thoughts of, will this last forever? Um, Am I really going to have to be carrying around a flashlight and cath myself in the dark bathroom at my favorite Mexican food restaurant? Like how awful? I mean, come on. I played these thoughts over and over in my head and they would just haunt me, and so I, you know, I basically tried to turn my mind around and shift gears and say, like, okay, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna let this defeat me, Um, and the only thing I could do was to speak Jesus's name over and over and over, and I would just cry out to him, and I asked him why, and I cried, and, you know, I just stopped holding back my tears from front of my family. Um, You know, I just... I let go of just trying to be strong and I let my heart cry out to Jesus and let him know exactly what I was feeling because he already knew anyway. And I just needed myself to hear it. And I think so many times like we fight back of telling the Lord what is truly going on and wrong in our hearts when he already knows exactly what's going on. It's just us that needs to bring it to the surface and bring it to attention and be real with ourselves and be real in front of him and stop sugarcoating the things because when we open up and speak to him truthfully it opens up something in our heart and our mind to say you've got this like no matter what's going on you know you can ask the hard questions like that God can handle those and you know I just I prayed for what felt like nonstop I asked friends and family in our church for prayers I just remember thinking, like, who else can I ask? Like, who else can I get to pray for me? Because I believe so wholeheartedly in the power of prayer. And the more people that I could rally around me praying for me, I just, I felt just covered in prayers. And I needed all of those prayers I could get because, you know, not really even for my body to heal, but for my heart to be okay. Because my heart was not okay. I knew my body wasn't okay. But for my heart to be just so crumbled by something you know, like this was, was awful. And so what I would do is I would just turn turn on some worship music every time I entered into um, the bathroom. <laughs> I made it like this worship zone. And during every single cath, I would just listen to music and sing his name and cry out for healing. And I remember I would cry out. And I am not a crier Um But I would, I would just literally just speak his name and sing some praise and get it done. And I began to set small goals and I would say like, okay, you know, today it's, I'm going to hopefully pee out 50 mils by myself every time. And when I hit that goal, I would move up and be like, all right, today's a hundred. And, you know, I stopped looking at the big picture and saying, To myself, that end goal of being completely healed and able to pee all on my own seems so far away as if it's not even in reach. Um, But as I set these small goals and started to conquer them, that's when I would build confidence. And I just began to be thankful again. And I trusted the process of my body healing. You know, knowing the Lord, He was telling me, like, it's going to take time, like, your body's going to heal. And I knew that He was teaching me something in these hard, hard moments. And, you know, I was just able to be present and enjoy the now and not worship the future, um, of one day being able to go to the bathroom on my own and be normal again. And so I think that's, again, you know, just one of the hardest things is looking back, like I would have these, um, urges to go to the bathroom, like, you know, you would on a normal basis and I couldn't go. And so the pain would just, build up and up and up. And, um, I just remember being in the hospital and them, um, you know, asking me what was, what was wrong and why I couldn't. And I was like, I don't know, you know, my body's just not cooperating. And they would tell me to drink all this fluid which was exacerbating the problem. And they would give me all these tips and tricks. And I'm like, y'all, I've been through this before with my first baby. It's not going to work. And they would always, I would literally ask them, I'm like, I need you to calf me or I'm about to cath myself. And they would get off like a thousand um, mils and which is awful, like could rupture your bladder. And so um, it's, I was in so much pain by that point. And so Um, whenever I would sit and set those small goals of, okay, I just peed 50 mils by myself, like huge praise because, you know, whereas a day before I wasn't going at all. And that was so defeating when you would sit and I know this sounds so silly, but when you're in that moment of your body not working, um, it's just an awful feeling knowing that you have to cat yourself and it is painful, you know, Um, nobody wants to do that. And so, when I would set those small goals and reach them, building that confidence made me just feel better about the process and knowing like, okay, the prayers are working. I'm trusting in the Lord and I'm really trying to figure out what He is trying to teach me through all of this because it's so easy to sit back and get in your head and complain and get defeated and think, you know, poor me or... um you know, why me? Or why is my body like this? I'm never going to be normal. I'm going to have to do this forever. And it can really just spiral you out of control. Um, And for those who don't know me, like I don't cry. Kind of like I said earlier, I cry when I'm super mad. (laughs) And um, it takes a lot for me to be really mad. And so I really just do not cry. If it's a good emotional movie, yeah, I'll probably throw some tears in there. But like on a daily basis, I'm not a crier. I don't get like stressed out, cry and things like that. And so, um, I just remember one morning I was like crying in the bathroom and um I would just like sneak off and go cry because I hate crying in front of my family, um, which I need to be better about. Um, but my oldest son came in there and asked like why I was crying and if I was okay and I just told him, you know, buddy, mommy's body is a little sick right now and it just it needs to heal. And mommy just really needs some prayers. And he said, Okay, mama, I'll pray right now to Jesus. And he just starts praying. And he just says, Dear Jesus, mommy is sick. Please help my mommy, please get her some medicine, because she is not feeling good. And I'm like, I, I just brought me to tears again, because he just prayed right then and there and said exactly what I asked exactly what I needed. He, you know, he didn't sugarcoat it. And it was exactly what my mind needed at that moment to just be a child of God and to be able to cry out to him and ask exactly what I needed and just to let him know like I'm hurting and I don't understand this, but I am trusting in the in you, God, and and I know that you'll never leave my side. And you know, he'll walk with me through all of this. And that's the comforting thing is that I'm not gonna be walking alone um you know he'll never put me through something i can't handle and never make me go through it alone and i just had to continue to remind myself that that i had a choice to sit and dread the what ifs or and walk in fear or i could walk in faith and enjoy these moments that i'll never get back these sweet you know early exhausting moments <laughs> of a newborn um so i just i you know i kind of just want you all to know that like our circumstances don't define us you know they don't um they don't get to control us and we have the power to take control and walk with the Lord through them. And I just can't imagine walking alone through something like this. Um, you know, I get to walk with him and I just locked arms with him and let him be my strength because, you know, Lord knows the postpartum hormones are rolling and dealing with this on top of everything. Um, it was a lot and it, you know, it still is a lot. My body is still recovering and, um, you know, we're human and we have every right to feel all of these emotions, whether it's, you know, you're sad and down and you're just wondering why and you're questioning God and, you know, just be downright honest with him. And, you know, if you're mad or fearful, like he can handle the questions and the worry and, you know, just the complaining. And he, he wants us to be open with him and to just come to him with that open heart. Um, you know, that's just real and not sugar-coated. Um, like when my son was praying for me and, you know, I knew that he would fix my body, um, and that he would provide relief and all the understanding. Um, and I knew that there would be light and love and life that came out of this. Um, but you know, in those moments, I, I wasn't sure how, like I, I was like, there's no way anything's coming out of this. That's good. Like it's awful. You know, I don't want to talk about it to anyone. Um, but I knew that, I had to, I knew that I had to open up because somebody else out there is going through something just like this. And I remember I would just get on the internet and search and I would find these like random stories of women who were going through this and they felt awful and alone and they didn't have answers. And that's exactly how I feel. Like they made me feel like I was so alone and that nobody else had gone through this until I went to, you know, the specialist and he like reassured me, like, I see this and you're not like alone. Like you're not the only one. And that's just what I want other people to know. No matter what you're going through, um, you're not alone and you're not the only one. And although the enemy may feel may make you feel that way, like you do not have to be scared and afraid and you don't have to live in fear and in pain and to just hold back from like living because, you know just take take it a step at a time whatever you're going through and as long as you're getting back up and moving you're going to go places and just lock arms with Jesus um because you're going to see the light at the end and it i know it's hard um but you're going to see relief coming and and Jesus he's right there and just let him be your strength and your hope um just let him be your everything in those moments because It takes a lot to dig yourself out of that tunnel, Um, but you don't have to be brave and strong for Him. Just let Him, you know, be for you. When you keep on praying and aren't finding any answers, just know that um, it it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It just means right now it's not happening, Um, and just you've got to keep that faith because I remember just praying over and over and asking the Lord, like, Okay, here I am with all my friends and family praying and nothing is happening. Like day after day after day, I was not seeing any progress and it was so defeating. And I just keep I just kept having to go back and like remind myself like you're not the only one going through this. You're not the only one having struggles and trials and you know, I as a nurse, I um when I would help other um kiddos learn to cat themselves, and you know not and not only cathing, but just all the trials that I have seen kids go through as a pediatric nurse um my mind would just go there and it would just say you know they are so strong and you have to be strong like them in these moments and i mean that's another story just being a pediatric nurse and the strength that these children show me every single day is like overwhelming and it's unmatched and you know i just remember saying Um, because I did, I did help children learn how to, um, how to do that and, and learn how to cat themselves because, um, of, you know, and issues that they were having to deal with and struggle with. And, um, they would come in and be in the hospital for months. Um, I had some that were in the, in the hospital for years and, um, I kid you not like on, on our floor for, um, years, over a year. And, um, it was awful, but you learn to love these families so much, so passionately. And they're just, they become like family and you teach them all of these hard things and you watch them accomplish them. And, you know, the, the goals that they set, they hit them out of the park and it's just, it's amazing to see. And so my mind would go back to them and just say like, you know, they did it. Like you can do this. And, you know, it just really puts some stuff into perspective for me that like, you know, I'm always praising, praising Jesus through the good, but what about during the hard seasons? Am I truly leaning on him during these hard, hard moments where nothing's going right and everything seems like it's falling apart? And are you clinging to him in those moments now? And are you letting him truly like be your strength and guide you through these? And Are you truly, like, opening your heart and your eyes and your mind and wondering, like, okay, what are you trying to teach me through this? Because I'm not going through this struggle just for nothing. Like, you're going through your struggles and your heartaches for a reason. And he's going to teach you something and bring you out stronger. And I just continued having to remind myself of that. And so, you know, now in my, like, trials and my hard Um, Seasons, you know, in the fear, I'm just, I'm going to cling to him and I'm going to choose him over and over. And I'm just going to speak his name. Um, You know, I'm just going to choose like my family and to keep going, to keep pushing and knowing that like, it's all going to be okay. He's teaching you something through all of this and, you know, celebrate those small wins and give him the praise even in the dark, because um, the light's coming. And, you know, whenever we are finally able to see that light shine, um, you know, you are going to be able to help other people through whatever you're going through. And I think that's one of the most, really, really one of the biggest blessings because in these last few weeks, I felt like I had no one to ask questions and all I had was Jesus to turn to. And it helped me so much in my faith. Um, but I really just wanted to talk to y'all about that because I, I know that there's other women out there who are going to go through this and there's not a lot of education on it. There's not a lot of, um, knowledge on it. I feel like even as a, uh, postpartum nurse, a lot of, uh, all my nurses were fabulous, but they didn't have a lot of knowledge on all of this when I would ask questions or I would tell them about it. And they, um, they just hadn't seen it a lot, I guess I should say. And, um, so it was scary, you know, not knowing who I could turn to, um, other than, you know, go to a specialist. And like I said, I would search the internet over and over, um, and Facebook and like all of these trying to find other people. And so I just want you to know that like, if you're going through something like this, um, you know, always feel free to reach out, um, but just know that you're not alone, and know, and whatever you're going through, whatever struggle, or whatever trial you're facing, like, there's gonna be light, um, and I know that the questions run through your head of, will this ever end, you know, and you're, you're, you feel so alone in the dark, and in the unknown, but Jesus is right there with you, and he's, he's in those, <laughs> the depths, the pits, the valleys, like, he is right there, and he's holding on to you and you just need to cling to him and just let him lead you and guide you out of those dark holes and and you know you'll you'll eventually see the light and then you're going to be the light you're going to help others and i think like i said that's the biggest blessing um so i hope that um this was just some encouragement to you today and i hope that you are able to just you know cling to jesus during the hard because it's so easy to Praise Him in the good. But whenever we're going through those struggles, um, you know, that's really all we have sometimes is just speak in the name of Jesus. We're so happy you joined us today. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather the Gals for daily encouragement. And don't forget to click subscribe for more.